You're listening to Wild and Holy Radio. Honest conversations, love notes, and strategies to grow a business while building a life grounded in deep integrity. I'm Megan Hale, integrity expert, bringing mindset and energetic wisdom to help you show up braver, go all in, and expand into your fullest expression. Let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Wild and Holy Radio, the place to be for mindset and energetic wisdom for growing a business while building a life grounded in deep integrity. I am your host, Megan Hale, and if you are new here, I am so glad you are joining us. We have been having an epic money series this season, and we are still going while also starting to bring in this topic of sustainability. Because if there have been two big pieces that have contributed to business growth that feels good, which is what I refer to as grounded growth, it's been healing my relationship with money and prioritizing sustainability, even defining what that really means for me, because it can mean a lot of different things, right? So over the next few episodes, I'm going to be diving into the six core pillars of sustainability from my perspective and breaking those down. But today, friends, (laughs) I'm actually breaking down my biggest mistake in business that has derailed sustainability. And Who knows? Maybe we'll do a short mistake series here because who doesn't love a big lessons learned tell all, right? So I am so pumped for this. But before we get into our episode today, you guys, after 111 days on the market, (laughs) 47 showings, two no shows, nine open houses with two little boys and two rowdy dogs, we are officially under contract. Oh my gosh. Our offer came through on Sunday and I literally was like, is it okay to get excited about this? Like, is this really happening? But our paperwork came through on Monday and yesterday the buyer sent their inspector over. So I think that I can officially say like, this is real. It is happening. And after these past grueling, like almost four months, I have a whole new appreciation for just how much heaviness this level of uncertainty has been, okay? So just last week, we took a spontaneous trip to Omaha to buy a house, so we have somewhere to live, which meant that we were fully prepared to take out a second mortgage in order to do it, which I'm so grateful that we can do, but along with that was this very big elephant in the room of how long we would be carrying two mortgages, right? which was scary. And the fact that we are officially under contract is such a relief, friends. (laughs) And right now, at this very moment, there are toys strewn all over my house because they can be. Like, I don't have to worry about keeping this house in like perfect order because nobody else is coming to see it. So if we can just take a moment and just have an exhale. We are officially moving into our next chapter. So Omaha, we are coming for you in six weeks. Oh my goodness, I am so excited. So, all right, friends, thank you for celebrating with me. That was a very big, big piece (laughs) that needed to fall into place. So I wanted to do this episode because I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately. Like it's officially July, which is my typical visioning month for the next year in business. And after four years in business now, the one thing I'm very clear on is what's gotten me here 
is not going to get me there. There being a half a million in revenue while working 20 hours a week, but also an elevated life work balance with two kiddos in the mix now. And to be quite honest, you know, the past year and a half have really felt like I've just been keeping my head above water through a lot of big life challenges and transitions. And I'm in no way completely on the other side of all of those things. There are still some pieces that we're still navigating. But I feel like with this move upon us, this is like an especially potent time to reevaluate where I'm heading, but also how I want to get there. So I think one of the most powerful skills we can have as business owners is to practice radical honesty. And part of that is reflecting on what's gone well, what hasn't, and what needs to shift moving forward. So looking back over the past four years, I have tried a lot of different things. Like I have not been scared to throw a lot of spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks, right? To see what works, see what I like, and take that wisdom to finesse new offerings. That is not the mistake. I think approaching business as an experiment um, staying grounded in curiosity, be w- being willing to try new things. That's a great asset to actually build more risk tolerance. The mistake I have made <laughs> that has seriously slowed my growth is staying on the content creation hamster wheel versus doubling down on the wisdom I've gained to make my current offerings even better. Okay, so let me lay this out for you. In the history of my business, I have created eight different offerings, okay? Three of which I created in the same year of business. So my first year in business, I created three different programs. And only one of those I ran more than once in the past four years, okay? So that has translated into a lot of content creation that has built a lot of breadth in my business but has totally skimped on the depth. And as I look at the businesses that are where I want to be, the ones that have gained traction a whole lot easier and quicker, the biggest difference between them and me is that they've doubled down on their offerings, making them better and better and better with each launch versus creating new offering after new offering like I have. Okay. (laughs) Now, Everybody has their own path to their desired success. And this isn't to say that the businesses I admire have only created one thing and improved upon them like year after year. Like they've gone on to create other things, okay? The difference though is that they've gone deeper on improving their offerings and, this one's important, the strategy that sells them. And in so doing, they have worked hard once have built upon that hard work and continued to profit from it, right? Versus what I've been doing over here is almost like starting from scratch over and over again, which takes a lot of energy and a lot of effort, okay? So as each of you know, when you go into creating an offering, it isn't just the offering you're creating, right? 
but all the marketing components that go along with it. So depending on your sales process, one single offering can have multiple, multiple emails, um, webinars or masterclasses, sales calls, social media posts, sales pages, graphics, affiliate materials, if that's part of your process, email sequences, back-end tech stuff, like et cetera, et cetera. It can literally become as content heavy as you want, which I try and keep mine as light as possible, but even still, with each new offering comes all the supportive elements it needs to sell. So I have notoriously never launched something more than twice, right? There's only been one thing that I've launched more than twice, <laughs> except for Wild and Holy Weekend, but that's a little bit of a different story. And have seemingly like recreated the wheel time and time again. So you add all of that content creation on top of regular content creation, such as this podcast or whatever your medium is. And although you're amassing like an impressive library of content, you're likely never going to see the maximum ROI from your efforts. And this, my friends, has been my biggest mistake. I love creating. It's one of the main reasons why I love being an entrepreneur because there are endless possibilities to create. <laughs> but with that, it is quite easy to get into the cycle of being on this content creation hamster wheel, right? Which is not sustainable, okay? And so what I have found over these past years is that there actually needs to be stronger boundaries around the content that I am creating, okay? So... For the past four years, I have never reused content, nor have I recycled my offerings. Like everything is always new, 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 new. And the upside to this is that I am now like incredibly efficient at this process, <laughs> but working faster does not equate to working smarter. And when you want a business to expand to its next level, you have to realize when you are your own business's bottleneck. But more than that, you have to get honest about what's sustainable and what's not, right? And there have been a lot of changes that have happened <laughs> over the past four years since I started my business that have drastically impacted what feels sustainable and what does not. So I'm a mom to two little people these days, right? Like sustainability is crucial. Like making the most out of my time as a necessity getting the most ROI possible out of what I create is the thing that my business has needed to go to its next level. Now, if you're listening to this, I'm imagining that you might define yourself as an intuitive entrepreneur, which means that intuition drives a lot of your decision-making, but also a lot of your content creation. Okay. And here's what I know about intuitive entrepreneurs because I am one. One, we are exceptionally creative people and we are fine-tuned to feel into what is most deeply aligned for us, okay? And alignment has been a big thing that's driven my business forward, but there's also been an underbelly to that as well. So when things have felt misaligned in the past, I have tended to move in like a completely different direction, assuming 
so wrongly, by the way, that the thing I just created wasn't like the thing, the thing in air quotes, right? Versus digging deeper to find what needed to shift in my current offerings to make them feel more aligned. And I think that this, oh my goodness, if I can just even put words to how many times I've done this, and I just feel like it's just derailed a lot of my success, it slowed down everything because I've done one of two things. <laughs> so alignment can be a really tricky thing because there are two different processes that could be happening. The first is when we feel like we're out of alignment, what can be happening is that we are out of integrity, right? And this is something that we should absolutely pay attention to. This might mean that we aren't truly stepping up to serve our ideal client. Maybe we're serving like the safe client instead, right? Or we are following someone else's formula for success versus really trusting our own. Like this can happen for a myriad of reasons, right? Or the second thing that can be happening when something feels misaligned is actually like a spiritual bypassing thing that's happening where we don't feel completely secure and confident with the impact our work is creating, okay? And instead of doing the work to improve upon it, so we are building more confidence in it, what I have done <laughs> is I have tended to throw the baby out with the bathwater and just start over from scratch, okay? Now, as I look back over the past four years, I can see both of these things at work that have really led to this cycle of creation, creation, creation without seeing my fullest ROI, okay? Like I see me starting with what I knew and creating offerings that package my experiences to help others. And as I found more success in my own personal and business growth, I kept creating new programs that packaged all this wisdom and brought my community along with me, right? So it was almost like we were doing this like journey phase of content creation. Now, the thing with this is, is that I never really opted <laughs> for the completely rational option <laughs> to simply layer on my current wisdom to the offerings I had already created. Instead, I was like, I have to create entirely new ones, which was a lie that I was telling myself, okay? Now, I also see me going through quite a shift in relation to my ideal clients. When I first started out, I was really afraid of niching down. I kept my offers like applicable enough to the masses versus going all in with clarifying exactly who I wanted to work with. Now, I have known all along that I wanted to work with women entrepreneurs who are driven to create sustainable revenue and big impact, but it's taken me a long time to claim that for myself. And that has been my own personal journey with enoughness, with money, with trusting my own leadership, lots of other things, right? And what I can tell you from this journey is this, the quicker we can claim our dream clients to truly define them, to start creating for them, not only do we find more satisfaction with our work, but what we create tends to be a stronger container for the content we're creating. 
And here's what I mean by this. We set ourselves up to go deeper into what we've created versus only broader. And for a business to be sustainable, sustainability is built on depth. Depth is what grows roots. Depth is what allows us to be known for something that not only builds credibility, but clarity for referrals. Okay, depth is what allows us to build more mastery in our own skill set, too. So, with that said, it's taken a long time to clarify what it is I most want to be known for. It's taken time to figure out the right business structure that feels most supportive for me. And I also know at this point that this will continue to evolve as life evolves because different seasons have different needs. Like for instance, the lesson that we're going through inside uh, the Money Love course this week is really clarifying what time freedom means for us so we can clarify what we need our money to do in order to help us create that, okay? And as I was uh, going through that lesson, I was like, wow, I have not updated this concept or this definition for myself in almost four years. And so many things have changed in my life since then, right? And so what's happened is that my life has evolved, but my business structure has not evolved with it. So there's a gap there that I'm having to close, right? The other thing that's happened over the past four years is that I've tried a lot of different things to find my sweet spot. And I think that we all go through that process as business owners. It's always going to be that fine tuning process, right? The mistake though, was not trying a lot of different things with the same offering. What I have been in the habit of doing is creating new offerings that I was also trying different things with, like different strategies with. And when we're shifting too many variables at once, it's really hard to isolate which pieces need to shift for deeper alignment and or greater impact, okay? And I think that when it comes to sustainability, there's a, there's a few different layers that are at work in just this episode alone. One, we have to start leveraging the time that we are investing into our businesses and getting the biggest ROI for that time, energy, emotion, all of the things that we are spending, right? That's one in order for us to have more sustainability. But two, I think that we really need to start looking at what are we doing from our business structure perspective that is supporting our life needs for every season. So this is going to be a continuous fine-tuning thing that we need to do. We need to come back to over and over again, okay? So what the goal of this episode is, is really talking about how do we start to go deeper into what we are creating and leverage what we're creating to get the maximum bang for our buck, okay? So as I set my sights on 2020, which feels totally weird, by the way, like how is that possible? <laughs> 2020 used to feel so far away. What I have arrived to over the past four years is I've really narrowed my business structure to three core offerings, okay? Those are Wild and Holy Money Love, Wild and Holy Masterminds, and Wild and Holy Weekends, okay? 
I want to be known for grounded growth that blends mindset, money, energy, and strategy to create a life and business that feels deeply supportive. Okay. It's taken me four years to arrive here. And the reason I'm mentioning that (laughs) is because if you happen to be in a season where you feel like you're throwing a lot of spaghetti against the wall, one, I think that that can be totally normal. But two, I want you to pay attention to these four questions I'm going to ask you at the end of this episode. Okay. So here's where we are with all of this. Within each of these three offerings in my business, I have the freedom to finesse the way these offerings are delivered, okay? Just like you have the freedom to finesse how your current offerings are being delivered. For instance, the most recent Wild and Holy Weekend was the smallest it's ever been, and it was also the longer it's ever been, okay? It also included new exercises that I haven't offered before, but were so incredibly powerful in creating business clarity. So the offering of Wild and Holy Weekend, the container is the same, but what is happening inside of that container is shifting and I am finessing that experience to make it better and better each time I offer that retreat, right? Now, Wild and Holy Money Love is in its first iteration. So I will report back on what will change, if anything, on how that course is delivered in the future, right? That course is going to be quality improved and offered again and again and again, because I can already see like we're only one weekend and we're already getting feedback on how much is shifting and just how money is feeling, right? So we're onto something here. I cannot wait to see the final results when we get to the end of week four. Wild and Holy Masterminds are blending my wisdom from every single group program I've run in the history of my business, as well as all the learnings from running Wild and Holy Year last year, which was that year-long leadership mentorship program. So what I want you to take away from this episode is this. The first is when possible, as much as possible, (laughs) do not make the same mistake I have made by recreating the wheel over and over again. Work hard once and spend the time finessing what you create to not only squeeze it for its maximum ROI, but also for improving the quality of your creation so it can have its biggest impact, okay? When it comes to sustainability, we have to be mindful of our creative resources just as much as our energetic resources, because this is the best way to prevent burnout. Okay. This is huge Two, When something feels misaligned, I want you to get more curious. What doesn't feel aligned about this? What needs to shift to create deeper alignment and play with one variable at once and continue to quality improve again and again. If you take the road that I have taken, (laughs) where you tend to throw the baby out with the bathwater each time something feels misaligned, what you're basically doing is starting over from scratch over and over again from a, a content creation perspective. And that can be very exhausting over time. Okay. The third, if you're having a hard time trusting the impact of your work, I want you to ask yourself, If you are trying to take your people from point A to point B, 
or from point A to point Z, okay? More times than not, when we doubt the impact of our work, we are trying to offer far too much transformation in one single offering, okay? You do not need to change someone's whole life for something to be valuable, okay? One simple aha can be worth its weight in gold because one simple aha continues to ripple out in limitless ways that you will probably never know, never see, but that shifts the trajectory of someone's life, of how they show up, the decisions they make. I mean, one simple aha has so much ROI, okay? The fourth, and this is the thing that I wish that I would have done four years ago, is go all in with what you want to be known for. And this one can be hard because sometimes it takes some time to get clear on what that is, okay? But here's the mistake that I made. I played small for way too long by not claiming my ideal clients and the impact that I truly felt called to make. I played far too safe. So go all in with what you want to be known for. That goes for who you want to work with and the shifts you help them create. The quicker you can go all in with this one, the quicker success you'll have. And this is the most important piece. The quicker you'll feel as though you're getting closer to the business you want to have versus feeling as though you can't step into it quite yet. Okay. And this one is tricky because we make all kinds of reasons why we can't step into our ideal business. Like I need to get more experience with this. I need more results before I can do that. I need more testimonials. All of these things that we tell ourselves we need before we can truly step into our desired niche and create the impact that we want to have. Okay. So we will be starting to dive into sustainability on the podcast while still focusing on creating sustainable revenue because this is such an important piece and we've laid such a strong foundation with money. So get ready. But today, I really want you to get honest with yourself. If you find yourself on the content creation hamster wheel, okay, what is going on there? Okay. Is it integrity driving the car or is it a lack of confidence? Are you getting the full ROI from your content? This one is so big, okay? Here's where I want you to dive even deeper. What are three ways you could get an even better ROI from the things you've already created? Could you repackage them in some way? Could you create a series and sell it? Could you tweak some of the content and come out with a refresher course? Could you layer on um, like one extra little piece that totally changes the content you've already created, okay? And if you're an intuitive entrepreneur, like I am, who likes to share things in the moment, (laughs) what are some ways you can reuse old content but put a fresh spin on it without completely reinventing the wheel, okay? To go to our next level, we have to leverage, okay? Level equals leverage. And I cannot wait to dive deeper into this one because there have been so many lessons learned, (laughs) a lot of mistakes along the way of not truly leveraging the content that I've created, the offerings I've created, all of the things, right? So 
we have a lot to discuss when it comes to sustainability beyond just sustainable revenue. We're getting into business structure, how to set yourself up for success, how to leverage your time, your energy, your pace, all of these different components that go into creating a truly sustainable business that allows you to create grounded growth. So until next time, friends, here is to the courage to show up braver, whole heart, full self, all in. We got this.